self-love is, is not just accepting your flaws. It's been willing to accept the, the adversity that you could face that might trigger the flaws that you have. Hi, I'm Brooke Melhouse. Welcome to Disabled and Proud, the podcast that does exactly what it says on the tin. Each week, the show highlights an awesome disabled guest speaking about their own disability, why they're proud to be disabled, and why they're proud to be themselves. Ah, Wes, welcome to Disabled and Proud. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh no, thank you so much for giving up your time to be on the podcast. I'm, uh, I say this about everyone, but I always am really looking forward to this chat because every time I do a podcast, I learn something new and I think it's an experience to learn something new again. So I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. I love learning. So, you know, <laughs> um, I'm a firm believer that you're supposed to learn something new daily. So hopefully I can be able to, you know, share some things, but learn some things as well myself. Oh, amazing. So the first question that I ask every single guest on the podcast, and the reason I ask this question is because I think disability is very individual to the individual person, is how do you refer to your disability? Oh, and are you speaking in regards to basically terminology? Like, how do you refer to it in conversation or like amongst your friends or like if someone was to talk to you about it, how would you refer to it? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to say that you know I talk with ownership of my disability I try to make sure that people don't fear off the language itself and more Mm -hmm. or less you know I I let others know like I am disabled I do have a disability and it I identify with having a spinal cord injury um but you know, based on my nonprofit and philanthropy work, I also have my term, which is disabled, but not really. Yeah. So when I do talk, I'm more or less is allowing people to say like, yeah, I'm disabled, but not really. And that's, you know, that keeps people guessing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and where did that come from? The disabled, but not really. Like, how did that all come about? No, uh, absolutely. Um, I've I acquired my disability 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I acquired it, I had no knowledge of the disabled community. Um, I'm pretty sure I was stuck with a lot of ableism due yeah. to lack of knowledge. So when I when I acquired my disability, I think I was I identified with how society perceives disability. Yeah. And and so when I started to overcome things like health complications, weight issues, things that, you know, frankly, my physicians and therapists couldn't guide me into. Yeah. That's where the but not really came because it was like, OK, I am disabled, but I'm only disabled due to your perception of what disability is. Yeah. But not really means that because once I realized I was creating these awe moments for so many people, I was changing the paradigm of what people saw as disability. And so that's where it's like, yeah, I'm disabled. You know, I'm I'm on on what you think disabled is. Yeah. But not really it's giving you the ability to know that I'm more than your own perception. I love that because it's so true that you need to own your own disability. And that is like a huge journey for everyone. Not everybody immediately accepts 
their disability, whether you acquire it or you're born disabled, it's, it's not like a straight path for everyone. But I love that you've taken something that is so about ownership and put your own spin on it where you're like, actually, whilst I have got a disability and I'm completely accepting of that, it's not me that's disabled. It's the society around me that perpetuates that narrative. And I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, you know, I I was more defeated when I lived my life based on other people's perceptions. And like, that's a very good spin on it because people need to realize that actually society is one of the most damning experiences as a disabled person. It's never necessarily the disability that's the difficulty it's the society that that's on top of it which is the difficulty so I think that's a really brilliant way of like looking at it and and having a non-for-profit that focuses on that I think is wonderful because so many people can benefit from that yeah absolutely and it keeps people you know when people ask me about the name it allows me to give them the 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 definition but when you look at the individuals we work with you see that everyone is embodying their own identity. No one is living the identity that is based on a lens that you see in the in the medical books. Yeah. You know, it is it is taking it into a different field. And like for me, I believe I'm free. I'm not I'm not bounded by my limitations. I'm very free mentally and physically. And, you know, um, I I want other people to see that ability, you know, and and know how powerful they are, you know, from their mind and allow their mind to carry them in whatever way they want in life. I always I I tell people I was disabled mentally before I ever became disabled physically. Uh And because of that, it allows me to know society has so much work to do on the judgment of disabled bodies Mm -hmm. when they lack the knowledge of you know, just even how to live life, you know, with gratitude. I feel like people with disabilities, you know, we, we're once we get past that, that hump, we become grateful. We're grateful for life. We're grateful for the circumstances. We're even grateful that we get to see how people view others that are different than them. You know, like to have that ability and awareness because your body it looks different physically like, and people judge you from that, like people will put limitations on you for that. So I think like my gratitude is being aware of how society itself looks at this culture that is, you know, one of the largest groups in the world when it comes from, you know, disability and minority and diversity and everything else. So, yeah. (laughs) So interestingly, you acquired your disability and how has that impacted how your career and like the career path that you took? Because from what I gather, you're on a very different trajectory to what you were before. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, when I, so I acquired my disability by being, I was shot multiple times. Um, so a little bit of trauma for anyone listening, but not much. Trigger warning, um, don't worry, we'll put it on the episode. <laughs> So I was shot multiple times um, in my abdomen, and that's what led me to being paralyzed from the waist down. But at the time of my injury, I had just graduated from the streets. (laughs) That's how I always put it. Like my mindset in life was different. So I was literally like 
just trying to get out the street lifestyle mm-hmm. because I had I had become a single father and I wanted to get into like the corporate world. But yeah. again, I was I was living the even the, the direction of a worker in a sense based on the design and perception of society of what I was supposed to do. You know, so I started to go back into that. You know, you graduate from school, you go to college, yeah. you get a good job and you live life. And so even though I had a, a different direction growing up, when I became a father, said, oh, I might as well go get a good job, you know, get this house yeah. and, and live this basic life. I want to put it like that. Now, anyone listening, <laughs> like I'm not going to say your life is basic, but I, I will say that if you're living a life that is focused on a repetition of how other people live their life prior to you, to yours, then you you are missing out on so much potential that you have. And so when I acquired my, you know, so when I acquired my disability and I changed like everything, I changed, you know, my, my overall well-being, my wellness, health, my physical form. Um, So I started to, I started a journey of wanting to be an athlete at first, because, you know, when you have a disability, it seems like everybody just pushes you into sports. Right. Like they're like, (laughs) this exactly. They're like, oh my God. Like, have you tried basketball? Have you tried softball? Oh, when are you going to the Power Olympics? (laughs) Classic. Uh, And I'm like, you know, and I always tell people, like, I didn't play sports growing up. So for me, that wasn't something I wanted to do. Now, when it came to fitness, I did like it. Um, But I, I couldn't find a career path in that because. That's not all I wanted to be, you know, and so um, I I got into entrepreneurship and of course I have my nonprofit, but my nonprofit isn't geared to making me money. It's geared to serving individuals like me. So I had to figure out how do I maneuver? So now my career path is, of course, I work in philanthropy. I do more consulting through my life experiences. So I've been working with a lot of companies trying to change like the mindsets of organizations and things. I do a lot of public speaking. um, And, you know, that's my, that's my pride and joy of being able to share my truth because I get to provide insight on not just my disability, but that mental disability that I carry so long from just growing up as a black man in America. Yeah. Right. Like, so for me, it's like, I get to be able to share the stories of constant adversity that I face so the public speaking, I do a little bit of modeling here and there, but I feel like that's like my side hustle. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and you know, fr- you know, frankly, I think my direction right now, even in employment, is being able to create what re- whatever reality that I envision for the future that I see. Yeah. You know, and so it's mm-hmm. like instead of me actually having a title, I just want people to respect me for my name. And understand that my name holds a lot of things and a lot of titles under it. But the only hat that I'm proud to wear is the one of me taking true ownership of who I am. Because doing that, I had to accept everything most people don't. And that's not only from the color of my skin, but it's from the the physical limitations of my body. And so I always tell people, like, I am Wesley Hamilton. And whatever I choose to be after that, well, that depends on how I wake up in the morning. <laughs> and I think that that is a really lovely encapsulation of like how 
for you, disability did change your life. And I'm not saying that this is for everyone, but for the most part, for the most people that I have interviewed who have acquired their disability, and this is not to say that people haven't gone through hardship because they absolutely have and there is trauma involved, but actually when they come out of the other side of that, that their life is very different, but actually their life is a lot richer after acquiring their disability. Now, I know that is not the case for everyone. I'm very aware of that. But for the most part, and for the people that I've spoken to in particular, I think it's such a lovely thing that something society perceives as so scary or so awful or like one of the worst things in the world that could happen is actually so beautiful at the other side because there's probably a lot more to life that, like you said, you didn't necessarily know that you could achieve until you acquired your disability. Isn't that like one of the best things that can happen to you is that something that is perceived as so awful and so dark and so horrendous actually comes out being one of the best things that's happened? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think society is just perceives a, a, a normal, perfect life. And, you know, when, at least from individuals that I've met with disabilities as well, when your life becomes imperfect, you start to fall in love with the journey of just knowing yourself. Yeah. And, and, you know, that comes with a lot of, you know, society doesn't have to go through the medical experiences people with disabled bodies do. You know, there's a lot of you know, late nights and early mornings. Um, there's a lot of alone time. There's a lot of time spent questioning friends and family. Like yeah. most people wake up every day and never have to have any of these thoughts on their mind. And I think when you get to overcome how people see you, how just the world itself perceives the image of you and be able to look in the mirror and be okay with everything about yourself i think that that is that is where people find their joy no matter the circumstance you know it's like i can i can live in a chaotic world but as long as i'm okay with my reflection that i see every day which most people aren't especially having a disability um and i didn't i didn't even look at myself in a mirror for maybe 2 3 years after my injury so i don't want people to think i just woke up with a perfect life no i i literally had my adversity i had my my self hate my my suicidal thoughts i had all of these things that most people d- deal with when they acquire a disability yeah. but what i also had was the ability to be aware of the things that were defeating me and they wasn't me you know, I wasn't defeating myself. And so when you talk about people that overcome and find joy, because I always say, like, this is the best thing ever happened to me. Um, and, you know, or the best experience that ha- that impacted my life in a way that pushed me to change the trajectory of my life, no matter how it was perceived. Yeah. And I think, you know, most people that do that have just truly figured out who they are and who they want to be in this world. And there was nothing that could stop them, not even a physical limitation. I love that so much because it's not to say that there aren't hardships at all, because that would be like completely washing over the issues that disabled people face, which is like it's a reality in our lives. But it's that 
it's like it's like overcoming that and like having that ability to know that if you are like if you are in the dark there is light times ahead you've just got to keep pushing and like even if you like get up one day and you're like you're done and this is you know you're really unhappy and and you don't feel like you know you can go on just think about one thing that you can do that will make yourself feel better for like the next hour and like the next day and then it will build and then you'll come to realize that actually this is the best thing in the world because I personally believe that disabled people are the best people in the world not gonna lie all of my favorite people are all disabled just going to put it out there. Yep. I love all my able-bodied friends. Don't get me wrong. All my able-bodied family. You're all great. I love you. I know you'll be listening. I do love you a lot, but my disabled friends are, are more fun. <laughs> they're, they're definitely more fun. They're deaf. everything about them. And they, you know, I don't feel like we complain. We just embrace and we deal and we move and we, and, and that's the best part. You know, when you have able-bodied friends and family, I love mine too. Um, but they complain too much. You know, they just complain. They complain about everything and they don't even give you room to complain because Mm -hmm. in their mind, they've already perceived what your problems are. So now they just want to keep telling you all of theirs. And it's like, in reality, I still go through the same stuff. I just quit complaining because y'all do enough for me. (laughs) So that's how I feel. That's definitely how I feel. Most of my fun friends have disabilities because we're ready to enjoy life. You know, we're ready to go past the adversity that we got to deal with every day yeah for sure god this is actually one of the most seamless transitions i've ever done in my entire life oh my gosh i'm so like (laughs) this is actually so good so i always think that through dark or hard times even during like your darkest of days that there is a positive attribute that everybody individually has and I was wondering through hardship, have you found like what your positive attribute is about yourself? This is my smile. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know, I, I never, re- I never really smiled until I became paralyzed. And I, and I think no matter what my days are, I find some way to smile. It's like, it's a, it's a muscle in my body that is, authentic mm-hmm. organic and always reminds me of how proud I am despite what I go through yeah and and it, and it pops up randomly and so I, I I take gratitude in that to be able to to have such an organic smile that helps me through the dark times I think that's such a good answer my answer is always like <laughs> I'm really tenacious <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like such a wholesome answer. I'm always like, yeah, I'm super tenacious. Like I'm super determined. Like I'm go getter. And then as you like, yeah, I've got a really good smile. And I'm like, oh, that's such a nice answer. <laughs> you know, it gotta, it gotta be the, it gotta be the things that are effortless. You know, the things that, you know, they always say, you know, us, you know, the, the muscles that you use, you know, when you smile, it does something for your entire body. You know, it's like a chemical response. And so, you know, me smiling, even again, through the darkest days, just is a confirmation that I can keep going, that I can stay determined, that I can, you know, continue my will um, to be more. But it's the smile. It's the smile for me. (laughs) I'm going to remember that now. I'll be like, yeah, it's it's like just it's the smile. Like it's the smile. (laughs) Yes. I like asking this particular question because I always think people 
like this is when people reflect do you have a piece of advice for either a younger version of yourself or and I mean most people tend to answer both a younger person with the same disability as you you know yeah honestly I, I feel like my advice could go to both selves Okay, I the love that. Of- <laughs> it's so good. Um, I think for anyone, rather you have a disability similar to mine, rather you live a life similar to my my childhood or teenage years, the best advice I can give anybody is to find a way to love yourself first and be able to accept all of you, flaws and all. Because that will allow you to become unstoppable in this world. No one can judge you when you have accepted everything that people will judge. Yeah. And no one and and seeking love from others without finding love for yourself first will keep you on a journey of being lost. And so when you can find that self-love, it creates self-confidence, it creates will and determination and ability to go out. And it doesn't matter if you're able or disabled. Loving yourself is something that half or probably 90% of the world has yet to do. And so when we think of all the hate in the world, we think of the lack of love in the world. So my advice to my younger self and and a younger version of me is to love you first because that is the key to endless possibilities in your life what good answer (laughs) and it it is and it's so true though because I think sometimes or you know quite a lot of the time as disabled people it can be really difficult on the like days which are a little bit harder than the others to actually like find that love because you're just a you're a bit pissed off society is telling you that like you're doomed essentially because that's a social model of disability thanks very much and like finding that self-love can be like, it can be a hard work for, for like anyone that's disabled or able-bodied. But like on the days where like, I like to have days that I call disabled days where I'm just like, it's just on my mind a little bit more than it usually would be. And like, I'm thinking about it just a little bit more than I would be. And on those days, that's like, that's when I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, but no, 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 like, I don't, I don't want to be able-bodied. Like I never, I yeah. would never want to be able-bodied. Like that's a fact. But on those days, trying to find that like self-love and you're like, you just got to dig real deep. And then like, once you find it, you're like, ah, here I am. Pat myself on the back. Like I've arrived. It's okay. Like we're just having a little bit of a tantrum, but it's okay to have those days. <laughs> but I love that that's yeah. a piece of advice is that love yourself first, because without that self-love, how are you going to be able to give it? anywhere else in your life romantic or platonic yeah well you know when you think about self-love you have to think about the ability well, the acceptance factor within that the accountability um that you have to hold yourself to because self-love is is not just accepting your flaws it's been willing to accept the, the adversity that you could face that might trigger the flaws that you have so when i think of like people with you know, disabilities, I always try to advise that in the morning you wake up, it's the realization of what you went to sleep with, right? Like knowing that you have a disability, you got, like for me, I could have a dream of walking, but I wake up and reality set in. Nope, it was just a dream. I wake up with the 
the mindset to accept all, all things that my disability could carry, all the adversity that could happen. Rather, it's, you know, my wheelchair rolls away from me from the car or, you know, it's, yeah. I, I accept any scenario because that's what defeats us the most. It's the scenarios. It's the things that happen outside yeah. in the outside world. It's the pain that our body goes through that we're familiar with. And so, like, for me, I changed the story of how I'm receiving these signals. So, like, if it's my pain, I don't relive my traumatizing, painful moments, right? Like, it's still the same pain, but I don't relive the times when the pain was defeating me. I relive the times where I shook it off and kept pushing, Yeah, you know, And, and, and so it's like, for me, my biggest advice for people, even in those times, is just rewrite the story yeah. of the trauma that you have felt. Rewrite it. Like, it doesn't matter that it's there. Everyone perceives things differently. So you just have to change your perception of that experience so that when you go into the thought process, it changes yeah. all the feelings and emotions to that actual moment. You know, and now you're like, oh, yeah, my pain is like. I tell people all the time, I use my pain as my strength. And I changed the story from my pain defeats me to my pain strengthening me. And so every day, that's the model and mindset I carry with it. So, you know, and that, and again, it goes back into the self-love. And I know that yeah. that's hard for people with disabilities, but a lot of people should have to really get and consider, have you accepted how people see you? Because if you haven't accepted the, the judgment and abuse of others, you can't love yourself truly. It, it becomes defeating, you know, because for me, I could go into pain and have a reaction right now. Uh-huh. But I love myself so much that I don't care about what anybody's saying or doing around me. Once that pain is done, I go back into my true self because I know myself. And uh-huh. I'm not going to be affected by somebody even asking me, am I okay? I used to be, but I'm not even affected by that because. Come 30 seconds later, I snap back into the person I'm truly in love with. I just distanced myself for a second while I had to react to the to the circumstances of my body. You know, and and that's 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 true awareness and the self-love and all of that. Like I did a lot of work on this body (laughs) and this mind. So I I know it's possible. I just know it's difficult. Yeah. And I and I love that as well that you're not shying away from the fact that it can be difficult but actually it is possible and I like I have a real love for that because I think quite often there are people out there who are like just go on the journey and the journey is all sunshine and rainbows and you will walk down the yellow brick road and it will be amazing and you will skip and there will be a line and there'll be a tin man and it'll be all fun games (laughs) but actually the reality is sometimes it just isn't that fun but actually the, whilst the journey might not be incredible it's that it's like the end results and then the next journey that you go on to after you've had that like little shitty journey that journey that comes after it is so much better and so much more fun and that's what you look for but you again we have to go out go away from the thought process that life is perfect yeah and even when you feel like you've handled it with a disability it's still going to hit you in some way there's just that's just how it is and so i i laugh at adversity now i laugh at difficulties because i'm like I knew it was coming. I knew something <laughs> yeah. was coming. You know, like, and and I have no control over it. So why should it control me? I love that. Oh, 
there's so many good like little quotes from this that I'm gonna like write to the I'm gonna like email the editor after this and be like highlight everything that sounds incredible <laughs> send it to me <laughs> gonna get a bit lighthearted now and I have personally a particular set of questions that that can annoy me when people ask about uh, like ask me them about my disability and like Number one is, did a shark bite your arm off? Because no, it, it never happened. And number two is generally like, what happened? Or like, oh, like, that's a bit different. And so I was wondering, do you have any particular questions that people ask you that you're like, oh, not again? <laughs> See, this is also the part of the podcast where I find out who's a really nice person and who's just a bit of a dick. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Everybody that's been on is so great and I love you all. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I feel like so there's there's twofold in this. I I think on one part, every question annoys me when it comes to my disability, uh-huh. because I'm not asking that individual what they're going through because I don't see yeah. their their issue. Right. And so it's like because you see it, something different with me, you're curious, but you could be going through more than I, I'm going through. Yeah. And, and but, I, you know, so that's that's my first thing is like, you know, get to know me. And then the story comes out. All your questions right. will be answered. Um, and then the other other side of it is where I think the biggest thing is, yeah, I just feel like every question that primarily focuses on my disability is just bothersome. Like there's no way I get away from that. Now, yeah. and, and I, I get to control the narrative in that, those situations, but at the same time, I wish more people just educated themselves on a group and community of individuals that's been existing for very long, you yeah. know, and, and for hundreds of years, just like everybody else. So it's like, it's not my fault that you avoided this community and now you're curious of things because the different, the thing about disability is everyone's, everybody's disability is different. Yeah. Everybody's body is going to react different. So if you're trying to ask questions so you can give yourself some type of confirmation, if this happens to you, I'm sorry, buddy, because you're still going to go through something that I don't even understand, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly love that. And I love what you just said as well, where you said, and I'm going to paraphrase, but you said it's not for me to educate you on a community of people that have been existing forever you should have done the own your work yourself and i think that's so yeah, like that's so cared. important if you if you actually cared then you would take that 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 curiosity that you see when you see an individual that's different than you and go learn about this community yeah um, and i and that's how i feel about any community it's yeah. like you you go learn you know, and, and then you come back and all your questions are answered, you know, and you don't have to. Now you can empathize with an individual instead of sympathizing, depending on the way that they tell you their story. And I think that that is that's so poignant because like education is ultimately the key to everything. And like I'm a, I'm a massive believer in that. And it's whether or not. And I think, you know, when people do ask questions about disability, you can tell when someone is being ignorant because they just genuinely don't know, or you can tell when someone's being ignorant because they want you to educate them rather than doing the work yourself. And that's when I'm like, nah, like not today. Like you can, you can go and learn. Like I'm not going to spoon feed you any answers because actually, and exactly as you said, disabilities are completely individual to the same person, like to the individual person. So actually the answer that I give you is, is never going to be the same as what the one someone else is going to give you. 
You know, and, and then I, I think about it from this way. The best questions I ever get are from kids. Yes. Right? <laughs> because, because kids ask anything. Um, but isn't it ironic that the same questions kids ask are able-bodied adults ask too, in the most yeah. part? And so when I think about that, imagine how much interest kids have different groups and communities but are shut down with the knowledge because of the teachers that are in their in their space and environment that lack the knowledge to share so what i mean by that is like most people ask the same questions kids are asking because you never got those answers because it was shut off by a system that was created when we were young you know so when you separated people with disabilities at a young age then the human response and the adult response is that you're still separated, you know? So there's no reason why you should really be implemented into this life because yeah. from what I know, you were always pushed to the side, like you had special needs. And so I think about that when people ask questions, I'm like, Oh, you never got your questions answered as a kid. <laughs> huh? You know, it's like, I got you. Let me take you back to the, you know, the, the school age and, <laughs> try to educate you because that's that's what it is you know yeah. and but people I have to get love that. Like, let me take you back to kindergarten you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> here's a sandbox <laughs> like you know let, let's take it back to when you started to question disability but didn't get your answers you know yeah. answered you know and and for me I used to question it when I would see the special education group in class, go to the restroom, because that was normally the most time I would see them in, a, uh, in school, mm-hmm. was going to the restroom. But everyone had a different disability. It wasn't like everyone was the same, but you yeah. put everyone in there the same. And so it made us question who were they, what was wrong with them, if there was something wrong with them. And when it never got answered, I, I remember waking up and being told I was paralyzed from the waist down. And my mindset went to, there's something wrong with me. I'm going to be sectioned off from the rest of the society. Mm-hmm. Like all the things that I saw from just childhood, because that was my only, you know, re, you know, interaction. And yeah. when I became an adult and it actually happened, those things I perceived as a kid became my thought process in the way I lived for a couple of years until I started to love myself. And so I think about how many people are injured and it's like, we got to get out of our own mind and realize when we start to look at disability different for ourselves. And that's the reason why we can't accept it once it happens to us. Yeah. And I think that's a really crucial point as well is that actually, and like touch wood, actually, no, I'm not even going to say that. At some point you could just be one minor fall away from being disabled. And like people yes. completely forget that people completely forget that they could like trip down two flights or like a step and that would be them disabled afterwards. And like, because exactly what you said, because of that perception of disability started at such a young age, no wonder people wake up and they're like, Oh my goodness, my life is yes. over. Yep. Cause but you actually, already thought it. Your life yeah. is just beginning. Cause like these conversations are so important and like, everyone in the disabled community is so welcoming. Like, I don't know someone who isn't welcoming in the disabled community. Like, genuinely, I don't. And if I find them, I'm sure there will be. That's not to say that just because you've got disability makes you a hero. That's not at all what I'm saying. But 
because you know to a degree people have been shut off from society for such a long time that actually when someone else someone new walks in the door they're the most welcoming people right yeah i definitely agree like um but uh, that's that empathy that's you know people with disabilities are the ones with the superpowers people people and and what i mean by that the superpowers are awareness accountability empathy acceptance love kindness like it's not about the physical what people find inspiring our superpowers is that we had to figure out how to be empathize with one another to become more welcoming to become loving you know once we acquire disability we we go into the community we're not judging you by race religion none of that we're we're like literally trying to learn from everyone because everyone's has we understand, we empathize that you're going through a journey, you're going through some challenges and, and we're here with you, you know? And so that's how I feel about it. Yeah. That's why I definitely kind of loved not even kind of, like I'd rather just kick it with people with disabilities than <laughs> everybody. I tell you, it's just, cause you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to try hard to receive all the things that humans supposed to give each other anyway. Like you don't, you know, able-bodied people just, unfortunately, because I see the other part about living with a disability is that we have to be aware of our ableist mindsets before our disability. Mm-hmm. And it could have just been lack of knowledge, but that still would have put us in a position to have some type of ableism in, within the world, within society. Like we contributed some way to this mindset too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think a lot of people don't want to take the acceptance of like how you used to see things and it, and it goes back into how you view things. But when we understand how we saw things and see them differently, it allows us to become welcoming to individuals that are different than us. And we're not questioning their difference. Mm-hmm. We're embracing it, you know, and it's like it's just a whole different feeling and energy. And yeah. I have one final question for you, and that is, Wesley Hamilton, can you say that you are disabled and proud? I am disabled and proud. <laughs> I got you. Oh, let's do another one. I love it. <laughs> My name is Wesley Hamilton, and I am disabled and proud. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, oh. I, yes. I have loved this so much. And like, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Cause I know that you're a really, really busy person um, for coming on the podcast. Cause I think a lot of things that you said are going to really resonate with a lot of people. And I think the message, especially in this podcast, a lot about self-love and self-belief and like acceptance is, is going to be really transformative for a lot of people. So I really thank you for talking about it today. I appreciate it. And just, you know, my biggest thing for anybody is knowing yourself, everything in life that that you want and that you that you will receive comes after true understanding of who you are and your being and your soul. And when you take your soul outside of the body then you don't worry so much about the physical body as much as you can elevate the mentality to push you into different elements in life that you never thought you could be. And I think that's the beauty of self-love because loving yourself takes you into a whole new world that the world even isn't even in yet. And that's the difference. So 
Yeah, let let the love for yourself guide you into the life that you want. Like I said, thank you so much for this. I have absolutely loved this conversation. And um, yeah, like, oh, what an amazing chat. It's been so great. Thank Love you. it. Well, th- thank you. I appreciate you. You have an amazing day and week and I will talk to you soon. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Thanks for listening to this episode of Disabled and Proud. If you've enjoyed the show, then please give it some love by leaving us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. It really helps us to reach more and more people each week. Plus, if you've got a particular highlight, then I'd absolutely love to hear it. Tag me on your Insta stories at Disabled and Proud Podcast.